0: now on this invest talk podcast steve peasley listens to your questions
1: my question is how much of
2: your portfolio should you put into like etfs and mutual funds
0: and provides unbiased answers
2: okay being 22 you should take lots of risk because that's how you're going to make money well that ETFs and mutual funds are just as risky as stocks
0: invest talk over 32 million downloads and counting Your participation makes it unique. 888-99-CHART.
3: This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast.
2: This is Invest Talk. Thank you for being with me. It is Friday, August 27th, 2021. And we only have a few more days left in August. We'll be in September. September always, for me, always is the start of the football season. Now, I'm not a huge fan. I'm a fan. But I'm not a huge fan like some people. But I do like football. And my wife loves both football and baseball. Baseball is her first love. And she likes the fact that they overlap. But she's a big Angel fan, and she's always upset for a good reason. Anyways, we're getting close to the end of August, starting September. Most parts of the country start getting cooler weather. Usually here in Southern California, September is like the warmest month. So we're not going to get cool weather anytime soon. Anyway, in the meantime, we, 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 we let ourselves become distracted. We can't. This can't let ourselves become distracted. It's essential that we maintain focus on our money, our money, our investments, our portfolio. That doesn't mean that you're going to trade in and out of stuff. It doesn't. It just means that you got to pay attention growing your money. Now, that, doesn't, that means you continually invest. You continually put money in the market or you at least put money aside to target the market. Or I don't care if you put money aside to target buying real estate or buying other solid assets. If you want to be wealthy, you want to have a comfortable retirement. You have to spend less than you earn and put that money to work somewhere. The money eventually has to work for you instead of you working for it. The money works for you. You have to flip that 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 equation. Okay, I'm going to work every day. I make so much an hour. I work oh, 40 hours a week or more. Work, 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 work. work. See, then at point, if you're smart, you want to build, 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 build assets. Then you flip the coin, and that asset works for you instead of you working for it. That's the goal. That's how you get wealthy. Okay, so that's the that's a process that you need to maintain. Anyways, I want to start off with our podcast. uh, Start out, start the podcast with our mission statement which is independent thinking and shared success. And, of course, I mentioned that we we do that so that we assure you that we are trying our best to be as honest as we can to give you the facts to help you grow your assets, okay? And, And when we manage portfolios, I also manage them right alongside my own funds, all my own funds, by the way. I sold all my real estate in 2007, right before the big recession there not right before, but like a year before, and I was a little bit too early. I had a number of rental properties, and I sold them all uh, because I thought it was getting kind of silly, you know, the valuations. Kind of like what we have now. I'm pretty concerned, but I don't really care since I don't have real estate, but I do care for my clients who have real estate that, you know, if we're at the top of the peak of the cycle for real estate. At least. In most parts of the country. So, will it go higher? It could. As I said, when I sold mine, I was a year early. So, you know, it's hard to predict what exactly is the top, but it's there. So, I want to help you without bias, without prejudice, help you become wealthy. I'm Steve Peasley. I encourage you to give me a call. Contact me. You can ask any financial and investment questions you want. That's what this show is for, Best Talk, to answer your questions and help guide you to become wealthy. You can call right now. We're live. We're always live, 4 to 5 Pacific time, Monday through Friday. And you can leave your question time after that or before that. You don't have to call during the live show, and we will get to your questions. 888-99-CHART is the number, 888-992-4278. Okay, so let's get right to the first uh, listener question. No, we have a live caller. Let's go right to the live caller. Let's go to Noel in Napa. Hello, Steve. I know. Yeah. Uh, Good
1: afternoon. Anyhow, uh, yeah, I'm a long-term holder of BGS. We've talked about it before. And Uh I was just, I've been wondering for a few weeks now why it's just kind of languishing around 2930. And I guess I got the answer today when I looked at the news. And it said that they're selling uh, 7.5 million shares. So... uh, to generate some uh, – or putting out 7.5 million shares to generate some cash. So I guess yeah. I shouldn't expect any growth uh, in any time soon, but I guess I can be happy with the, uh, the, dividend. the dividend, I guess.
2: Yeah, yeah. that's the problem. Uh, they're issuing more shares. And for everybody that doesn't realize that, that means it dilutes the current shareholders. So their earnings per share for the current shareholders, even though it's good, gets diluted with more shares outstanding. The question you should ask: and we need to find out. No, is what are they doing with that money? Why are they producing that money? Why did they issue new shares to produce more money? Are they going to expand? Are they paying off debt? You know they do have debt, so maybe that's what they're doing. If they my concern is, are they going to squander that money on something? <coughs> then that would upset me greatly. BGS, everybody, it's a manufacturer of shelf stable food products jellies hot sauces all that kind of stuff in the u.s and canada and it's a good solid company 1.9 billion dollars in size it's been growing fairly steady the most recent quarter though sales actually fell nine percent it's been going up for almost two years up until the most recent quarter that might put a little headwind into it too so good luck with it no if you like the dividend just hold on to it. it'll it continue to pay it my focus point today concerns this behind the headline, Amazon, Amazon, we're talking about Amazon here, plans to open department stores. The very business Amazon put out of business, has been putting out of business for a number of years, they want to get into it. Is that a good idea? We're going to talk about that. That's the main talking point today. Or, you know, a focus point, let's call it. Canadian housing. Did you know the Canadian housing market peaked about six months ago? I want to talk about that. Uh, We had some economic uh, uh, statistics that came out today, and I want to discuss that personal income, spending, the PCE number, all for July. I want to talk about those. And food, American food, American food banned in other countries. You're going to be surprised, I think, what's banned in other countries. I have a list of five items, the top five. So that's just for fun. I think it's kind of interesting. And that's what we're going to do today. Of course, you drive the show. You tell me where you want to go, and that'll be where we'll go. The market today was up. The Dow was up 243. The Nasdaq up 184. And the S&P up 39 Gold was up $25.30. Oil was up. Everything was up today. Because why? Well, because of our Powell federal chairman speaking at a Jackson Hole yesterday afternoon was pretty dovish about interest rates and quantitative tightening. Remember, we have lots of quantitative easing. So he was dovish. He was not in a big hurry to do anything about slowing inflation or anything. So that the market likes that. The market likes the investors. the Market the economy likes easy money. It produces other kinds of problems, and the main problem we see now is is inflation. But I, we'll talk about that today. I want to discuss that a little bit. Okay, eight 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 ninety nine chart is my number. Eight 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 nine nine two four two seven eight. Love to talk to you. Give me a call. We're ready to. By the way, Noel, I'll be up in Napa in a couple of weeks for a few days. I have a brother-in-law up there and I'm going to visit some family. As I get older, it becomes more and more important to me to visit family. And you know, when you retire, you got to consider moving away from family. A lot of people retire to someplace else. Moving away from family is not necessarily a good idea. We're heading to a quick break. It is Friday, so the podcast is packed with information, but... I definitely want you to call with your questions. 888
0: 99 Chart. Summer's moving fast. The Labor Day holiday is already on the horizon, and you can't afford to lose focus. So have your finance and investment questions ready and call Steve Peasley now. Invest Talk 888 99 Chart.
1: Hey guys, this is Tyler from Oklahoma. I was calling about ticker symbol MDT Medtronic. I'm calling after their earnings report that was really, really stellar. I've been following this company for quite a while. Uh, I was looking for like a long-term play, trying to just, rebalance my portfolio i love that their dividend has increased for every year for like 40 plus years now and just looking for a good entry point and if you think this guy has a good growth potential for the next 10 years or so appreciate it and look forward to your answer thank you bye
2: now just think if you bought medtronic symbol mdt 40 years ago and it increases dividend every year for 40 years and what would be your cost basis if you kept reinvesting the dividend into the stock? You would have made a ton of money. See, and that's one of the things Warren Buffett does, you know. Coca Cola—I heard him speak a couple of years ago—that he makes more more money every year in dividends than he actually paid for Coca Cola stock when he first bought it years and years and years ago. Anyway, Medtronic develops implantable cardiac rhythmic rhythm. Rhythmic devices, spinal implants, and other device-based medical therapies. Okay? So they're going to make $5.70 this year, up 28% from last year. Next year, up another six, 10% to $6.29. That's $133 stock. So it's not cheap. What, that P is around, what, 25, 26 there, somewhere in that range? The range five years over the, the low is 13, as high as 38. Your equity is about 12%, strong cash flow, pays 1.9% dividend at this current $133 stock. Now, if you bought it about a year ago when it was half that price, your dividend yield would have been uh, uh, 3.8% at that price, right? Do the math. Their earnings are are going very well, but sales are increasing dramatically too. Uh, The April quarter went up 37%. The July quarter went up 23%. So sales are really rushing. They're doing very well. So it's a question, if you like the stock, how do I get into it? What price is a good price to get into? And I will say this, right where it is is a good price because it broke out. Uh, It was – Uh, It was resistant at 132, and it's now 133.81, and it broke above that. If on a pullback, a nice pullback would be about 120, 121. That would be the pullback that you'd want to buy this at, if you can get it. If we had a market correction, you'd probably get the pullback, and that's when you would buy it. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. MDT. Okay, my focus point today concerns a story behind the headlines. Amazon plans to open department stores. Is that crazy or what? I mean, remember, they've opened bookstores. They opened other stores. Remember, they bought uh, um, um, uh, the food chain, the high-end food store. Come on, Steve. What was the name of that store they bought? Um, Everybody goes to it. Anyways. Anyways. They are moving into physical stores. Well, Whole Foods is what I was thinking of. They bought Whole Foods a couple of years, three years ago. I don't remember exactly when. So they are moving into physical locations. Now they're thinking of opening a physical, almost department store, but on a smaller scale, like a Kohl's scale. Not in the big shopping centers, but more in the strip centers. And the question, is that a good idea? See, they're putting, they put those businesses, you know, J.C. JCPenney, Neiman Market, they put those people into in bankruptcy. And yet, they're going to try to enter it, that space themselves. Hmm. It'd be inter- this is going to be interesting to see if this works out for them. Okay. Uh, this is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. I know you need and want effective strategies to help deal with your market volatility. Well, you know, the market's always volatile. I mean, it's not nearly as As bad as it used to be, but it's still more volatile than normal. So, we'll answer your questions about that if you want. We can go, we'll talk about anything financial. So, 888 99 Charter is my number, give me a call.
0: The stock market is volatile, it's constantly changing. So, how are you positioned? Is your portfolio properly balanced or are you taking unnecessary risks? You can get guidance anytime for free if you go to investtalk.com and take the brief risk-alized quiz. The InvestTalk phone lines are open and waiting for your questions. 888-99-CHART.
2: 888-992-4278. We have, as you know, when you do a, a, a when you rate us on iTunes, iPod, I you know we appreciate it, and we would like to give you a little reward for that if you would rate us. Even if you rate us poorly, we don't care. If you ask a question while you're rating us, we will answer. Put that question up as fast as possible. So Matt from Chicago has a question: Any insight or fail value for Boston Omaha Corporation B O M N? What are your views on the company's potential growth and how do they measure up? in comparison to a Berkshire Hathaway. That's pretty confusing to me. There's no relationship between this company and Berkshire Hathaway. None. You don't compare... this like, That's like comparing apples to spaghetti. They're so far different. Boston Omaha provides outdoor billboard advertising and existing billboard locations in Florida, Alabama, Georgia, and Wisconsin. But Berkshire Hathaway owns a bunch of... Value companies, a bunch of them, like a mutual fund. So they don't have no relationship with each other. Okay, but looking at Bowman, Boston, Oklahoma, Uh they're going to make $3.03 this year, and it's a $36 stock. But I would not get excited about that, because next year they're going to only make $0.22 a share. They have never made $3.03 before in their life, so they probably sold something and had a huge cash windfall Because the year before, they only made two cents a share. And before that, for a number of years, they lost money every year. Now, sales growth in the March quarter was 16%. June quarter was 23%. So sales have been going pretty well. Before that, sales shrank 1%. This company is a very unpredictable kind of company. You don't know where they're going to go. At 22 cents a share and a $36 stock price it's very expensive very expensive you know um i it would be it wouldn't be something i'd be interested in because they don't have uh, they don't have enough time to tell me uh, earning capacity to tell me that they're going to make money every year why are they you know they yeah if you take out this 2021 to $3 per share they went from 2 cents in 2020 to 2022 to 22 cents a share. And that's a great that's great growth, but it's still only 22 cents on a thirty-six dollar stock. Super expensive. Okay. Okay, let's take another iTunes question. Selling option puts. What are your thoughts on selling weekly option puts on decently volatile stocks? Will I be lowering my risk by choosing contracts far out of the money? Okay, options is pretty, is what you're saying, what you're doing here is very difficult. Don't think, well, this sounds like an easy way to make money. It's not. Options can be very, very volatile. And just like anything else, when you think you discovered a way to make money in the market, as soon as you have any kind of way to do it and it's pretty consistent, you'll, have, you'll attract all kinds of other investors, and I'm pretty sure that doesn't work. So, yeah, you can do options, you can do puts, but I think you should just stick with keep it simple. Buy good, solid companies, keep investing your money in good, solid companies, and you'll eventually be wealthy. Trying options and put options and call options and trying different you know techniques, strangles and straddles and all that kind of stuff, you leave that to the experts, not to you and me. Let's go to Gene in North Carolina. How are you doing, Gene?
1: Hey, Steve. Thanks for taking my call. You were just Thank talking you. about Amazon having yeah. a local presence, whether it's in uh, Whole Foods or opening up a department store, right?
3: Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I, I brought this topic up with you a little while ago, but I, I still think it's a good idea. I think if they really want to make a difference, Amazon should go into some local mar- markets and actually buy up a college and then drastically you cut the, cut the tuition price. I think there are plenty of kind of old school, uh, single sex liberal arts colleges that are probably probably financially in not so good a shape. That could be.
2: How would that help out. Amazon? I mean, Sorry? How would that help Amazon?
1: I think it would just help their their, their reputation.
2: Oh, you, if they you're talking able, about if, their if, image. They
1: were, if they were able to bring lower the price of what tuition would bring in the mar- local markets, I think that would give them good reputation.
2: Well, yeah, you're they, talking they about... Obviously they
1: obviously have to have accredited, you know, uh-huh, uh, faculty. Right.
2: Yeah. 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 yeah you're, what you're, do you think? Well, I, first of all, let's talk about tuition. I think it's a ripoff. <laughs> there are right. colleges that have more, the hundreds and billions of dollars in dow- endowments. endowments, they shouldn't be charging their students anything. I've said that before. That really irritates me. Like Harvard and all those Ivy League colleges, that's number one. Number two, uh, most the most most of those education they give you is n- not very good. They think it is, but it isn't. Uh, and now number three, I think people should go to college. Don't think I'm d- downplaying colleges, but as far as Amazon, if they want to b- b- brighten up their image, that would do that. But I don't think it's in their plan. I think it. Would, I just don't think so. They certainly have the money. They're big enough. Thanks for the call, Gene. I appreciate it. As you know, on Fridays, I'm to take time to fit in the highlights from the KPP Premium Newsletter so that it will be coming up right after this, right after the break here. Hang on. This is Invest Talk.
4: Let's say you've been thinking about learning a new language. Okay. Why? I mean, how would it come in handy and where would you want to use it? Redeem your 50% off now at rosettastone.com slash today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It is official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs. eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, It's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. At this point, I think almost everyone has heard how generative AI promises to bring us to the next industrial revolution. Hacker One seamlessly integrates with your existing tools to enhance communication and collaboration across development, security, and IT teams. So, stay ahead of the game in the battle against cyber threats with Hacker One's Attack Resistance Platform. Learn more at HackerOne.com. That's H A C K E R O N E dot com, HackerOne.com. hackerone.com. This is Invest Talk, the radio program and
0: podcast dedicated to helping you achieve financial freedom. You may be a regular listener. You may even have called a few times, but if you've never called, what are you waiting for? The phone lines are open, and Steve and Justin would love to hear your questions right now. Call 888-99-CHART.
1: Hi, my name is Tiana, and I'm from Chicago. I'm in school for business right now. I've been listening to you guys' podcast for a couple months now. My question is, how much of your portfolio should you put into, like, ETFs and mutual funds if your risk tolerance is pretty low right now? You're just trying to setting up your portfolio to take on more risk. I am pretty young, though. I'm only 22, so I can handle risk, but I'm not really looking to take that much while I'm setting up my portfolio.
2: Okay, being 22, you should take lots of risks because that's how you're going to make money. But if you don't want to take risks, I totally get that. You won't want to take risks. Well, ETS and mutual funds are just as risky as stocks. Okay, don't think they're not risky because that's what they do. They buy stocks. Now, they might follow an index which tracks a bunch of stocks, which gives you good diversification as opposed to you buying one or two stocks. So you need to have a big enough portfolio to buy a number of stocks to give you some diversification. So, yeah, starting with ETFs is probably a good idea when you're just starting. But don't think that they're not risky. The the type of um, asset class you get into will make it more risky or less risky. For instance, if you buy an ETF that buys short-term or ultra-short-term bonds, then your risk is very, very low. Okay, uh, if you buy an ETF that buys uh, uh, high-growth tech stocks, your risk is very, very high. So it depends the type of ETF you get and how much how much risk you're really taking. So but it, I, I'm very pleased that you're thinking about it. I'm very pleased that you want to open a portfolio because that's how you get to be rich. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. The KPP Premium Newsletter, distributed to subscribers today, out every Friday. First section called the Market Condition section. I said, in addition to the typical statistical statistics released this week, there was a I, there was a number which I do not generally mention. A number, a stat I don't talk about very often. And I'm referring to this one, the total profit reported by publicly traded companies in the most recent quarter. I never talked about that, total profit. So, in the second quarter of this year, that figure came to $2.79 trillion in profits. The first quarter was $2.55 trillion. That's a 9.4% increase quarter over quarter in profits. That's a pretty darn good number. Companies are coming pretty, pretty much roaring back in many, many sectors. Not all, but many. So that's how I started the newsletter. GDP was revised Q two second quarter to six point six percent from six point five. Next year, I said is likely to run much lower, around the three to four percent. It could get a little higher than four percent, but I, I, I think that's where it's going to be running. Uh, currently, we are in the post COVID resurgence. And that definitely will cool down next year. It will you know because you know it was pent up demand. that's why we're at 6.6. You know our long-term average GDP is like three, 3.3 percent. That's our long-term average. It's hard to grow an economy our size much faster. very difficult. This week, the indices reached new highs. Yes, there wasn't a lot of enthusiasm. Uh, fueling this move but it is moving up steadily but surely i think the malaise by the covid variant that's out there delta variant is not affecting the market much don't think it is so i explained that talked about the business cycle and structures and those kinds of things i did you know portfolio management section okay many investors are reaching for yield and are thus looking to add companies that pays a hefty dividend to their portfolio. So I mentioned there are a few areas investors tend to overlook, and we talked about that. Some areas that they tend to focus on and might be blinded by past numbers, but they don't really look at the future numbers. you got to look at the fundamentals of the company going forward, not backward. Too many people look at performance backward, look at uh, the stock rise looking backwards over time, and they think that's automatically going to continue on forward. Not necessarily. You gotta pay attention. Can't just assume that it's it's going to continue to on. Doesn't mean you ignore the past performance, but you gotta understand. Well, how do they achieve that, and can they still achieve it going forward? A couple of stock ideas I give you every week. An industrial technology company with a portfolio of transportation and mobility solutions. The average P ratio for tech is about 29. And this one trades at 13.4. It's very inexpensive for a growing technology company. Also looked at a science-based global pharmaceutical company that develops and delivers health solutions through a portfolio of prescription therapies. Company pays shareholders a solid dividend. Yeah, you know, so yielding yield about three point three six. Of course, on the newsletter, I name names. Uh, consumer Watch. Everyone spends some degree of their money in a wasteful manner. Some people are worse than others. Have you ever considered what may be a few imprudent spending habits that you have? Here are a few examples: impulse buying. Redundant or repeated purchases, failing to return unneeded items, all waste of money. That's all a newsletter. There's a lot of valuable information. It comes out every Friday. KPP Premium Newsletter it can be subscribed on our website, investtalk.com, investtalk.com, with two T's in there. And after subscribing, you'll get the full report newsletter in your email box every Friday. So I'd love for you to try it. I think you'd like it. And you can cancel anytime you want. You don't have to. You know, there's no, I don't hold anybody's hand. To, to any, you, When you become a client of mine, you don't have to stay for any length of time. There's no cost to come aboard. There's no cost to leave. And you can leave anytime you want. Same with the newsletter. Okay, you buy the newsletter, you can leave anytime you want. You know, you don't have to pay a year's subscription in advance. You don't Okay, um, have you looked at Canadian housing market? They have fallen six months in a row or so. Sales have fallen six months in a row. In July, sales were down 3%. So starting in March, their housing market has gone down as far as sales is concerned. And I'm just wondering, is this kind of telegraphing what might happen in our market? I mean, we're not that different than Canada in many ways. So I'm, I'm, you know, our interest rates are so low. They have artificially put, pushed prices high. And then you have that, uh, that moratorium on foreclosures put out by the federal government. Did you see the Supreme Court, Supreme Court's Court said that that's, uh, uh, that's anti-constitutional. And you can't do that. <coughs> so that's going to end. Now, that's from the federal government. States are a different issue. They can still have moratorium on foreclosures. So I find you know that's pretty interesting. But I think we really are seeing a turn. I, well, I don't think we need a moratorium on foreclosures. There's plenty of jobs out there. Someone wants to work and get a job, make money. I mean, Amazon. I in my office building, there's a distribution. Center. I talked to the owners of the distribution center for Amazon, and he said that they can't find drivers. Amazon Nationwide can't find drivers. They're signing up drivers to drive them and give them a $1,000 bonus just to sign up to be an employee of theirs. There's plenty of jobs out there. Why are we giving forgiveness on paying rent and foreclosures? I, I, maybe it, it, we got to end it sometime. When are we going to end it? Okay, let's take another caller. Voice bank question from 888 99 Chart.
1: Hi, this is Justin in Sparks, Nevada. I was trying to find out what the buy to sell ratio is, going to looking at stocks that I have. Like the one I'm looking at now it says 4 to 2, the buy to sell. Just wondering what that means and what do you want it to be at? And also, I don't understand because I thought if someone's buying a stock and then someone's selling it, that someone's selling it
0: and someone's buying it. So why
2: isn't it even? Thank you. you your, your interpretation is exactly right. If a stock is being sold, someone is buying it. Now, I have seen different ways to look at it. One of, the, one, of the, one of the things they look at is when they have a buy-sell ratio, they might be looking at stocks being bought on upticks and stocks being sold on upticks. Uh, down ticks down and up because remember the market goes up and down up and down up and down every day so if there's more buyers coming in on upticks versus sellers coming in on down ticks meaning that there's more pressure on the buy side and maybe that's what that statistic is talking about i'm not sure because you can for instance if it's two to one that means every two buyers are buying on upticks with one buyer buying on downticks, that means that that stock's probably moving up in price. Remember, the stock price doesn't have to move at all, but you can have buyers and sellers, the stock price stays the same. So it only makes sense, the question you're asking, if you're counting upticks and uh, buyers and sellers and downticks, buyers and sellers. See, so that's the only way it makes sense to me. Okay, almost every podcast I like to reserve a minute or two for you know uh, talk about KPP Financial and the services we provide, and you know we are a, a registered investment advisor firm. We're at a we're out of Southern California, Orange County, north of San Diego, south of L.A., and we are registered in many, many, most, almost all states. Okay, so we are. Uh, we practice what we call parallel investing, meaning I buy the same things for me as I do for my clients. We uh, give you unbiased guidance. We don't, well, take a look at your portfolio for free. Give you our idea of how risky it is and make sure it matches the risk that you want. And we do all that for no cost, no obligations of any kind. We don't do that. We don't push sales stuff. We don't try to contact you all the time. We don't call, we don't do that. We don't do that. We'd love to have you as a client but I don't like being pushy. I don't like being people being pushy to me, so I've never been pushy to anybody, okay? So if you want us to help, go to investor.com, send me an email. We'd love to take a look at your portfolio. We'll get back to you, we promise, pretty quickly too. Also on Fridays, I'd like to give you some stats. Two-year, two-year treasury yield at 0.22%, and uh, that's about what it was last week. Ten-year treasury yield is 1.8. One last week it was 1.72. Silver today, 23.88. Last week it was 23.14. Gold oil, $68 a barrel. Last week it was 62. Okay. Gold, 18.02 per ounce. Last week it was 17.82. National average for a gallon of gasoline, $3.14. Last week it was $3.17. Didn't change much. In California, is $4.39, same as it was last week. Lowest place that we could find is Tennessee, $2.88 a gallon. Okay, let's squeeze in another Voice Bank call.
1: Hey, it's Adam from Los Angeles. Love the show. Wanted was reading in Seeking Alpha, somebody was saying that gold was in a long-term bull market. I wanted to see if you agreed with that, and also, what does that mean for silver? Thanks very much.
2: I think both gold and silver are are in a long-term bull market. Now, mind you, gold hasn't done much in a year, right? It really hasn't. But we're not looking at that kind of short-term. Long-term, the fundamentals are there to push it higher. If we don't slow down our inflation, I don't see how gold can't have nothing but pressure moving up. I mean, the only thing that's stopping it is because the stock market has done very well and people are still, you know, enamored in the stock market. They don't, they're not worried about going to safety. But I think most commodities are now entering a, a long-term bull phase. long-term meaning years, not a year. I mean, you got to think in terms of the stock market. A lot of people want immediate gratification, and that's rare. Can the stock market do that? Yes. And that's one of the problems that investors face. They see all these stocks moving up that they don't own. And they moved up this year by 100%. I should have bought that one. And they start looking for those that they think they're going to do that. And you're going to lose money that way because you're not going to pick those winners. It's hard. What you can do is buy good, solid companies and be patient. And we don't, a a lot of us here don't have patience. That's why you have traders, day traders, swing traders. That's why people want to do options because they think they can, you know, make money quickly. You know, if you want to get rich quick, you probably should stay away from the stock market. It can get you rich, but if you think, you, think you're think you going to swing for the fences every time, you'll probably lose money. Okay, uh, personal income numbers and spending numbers are out today for July. Personal income. Uh, Personal income went up 1.1%. It was, went up the month before in June, two-tenths of 1%. Income. So income went up 1.1%. Isn't that not inflation? Isn't that not inflationary? If income, if employers are paying more for their employees, don't they pass those costs along eventually and the cost of their... Spending was up only three-tenths of percent. The month before was up 1.1%. <laughs> well, that's kind of interesting. So, we'll see. The invest talk. Uh, this is the invest talk. I'm Steve Pieczen, and we have one goal here to help you make more money, gain financial freedom. We'll continue right after this break. Then the number never changes: 99 charge.
0: Your objective is to work hard, plan well, and achieve financial freedom, right? You're in luck because Steve Peasley is here now, ready to take your finance and investment questions. Call 888-99-CHART.
3: Hi, this is Peter from New York, and I know you earn uh, interest on your dividends with a stock. My question is short-term versus long-term. What are the benefits if I buy and sell a stock in less than a year time frame versus longer than a year time frame? What are the advantages and disadvantages? Am I taxed
0: more? Am I taxed
3: less with short-term dividend interest versus longer-term tax?
2: Okay, that's pretty easy. Short-term, when you buy a stock and you sell it for a profit short-term, that means less than 12 months. You own that stock less than 12 months. If you make a profit of that in that short-term trade, that is taxed. That profit is taxed at your ordinary income tax rate, whatever that is. If you buy a stock and hold it for longer than 12 months and sell it and you have a gain, that gain is then taxed at 20%. Okay? So long-term capital gains is 20%. Short-term is Ordinary income tax rate. Okay, that's it. That's it. It's not hard. It, yeah, that twenty percent used to be fifteen percent, and and way back in history, it's been much less than that too. But you know, now twenty percent, what it is. Okay, eight 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 ninety nine chart 888-992-4278. Okay, American food that's banned in the world. In other countries. Number one, you'll you'll find this funny. In Japan and the EU, M&M's and Skittles are banned. M&M's and Skittles. Now, you should probably ask, well, why in the heck? Because the bright colors, the food coloring dyes they use for M&M's and Skittles is unapproved in Europe and Japan. You can't can't use them. Now, do they have M&Ms and Skittles? Actually, they do, just not brightly colored. Number two, you know that ground beef called pink slime? That's banned banned in Europe and Canada. Even though it's FDA-approved here in the United States, and do you know that slime is mixed in with ground beef? The slime, you know, I think it's kind of a misnomer, but that's what I'm calling it, and that's what everybody else calls it, is actually beef products. They're made from beef products, you know. So it is used as a filler in hamburger, and it's FDA approved. But it's banned in Canada and Europe. Okay, how about chewing gum? You know chewing gum is banned in Singapore. I knew that. I've been I've known that for years. They banned chewing gum in Singapore. Not because they don't like a chewing gum, so they don't like the people sticking the gum on the on throwing it on the ground or on underneath desk or wherever. They don't want that. Singapore is a very, Singapore is a very clean city state. Very clean. How about chlorine washed chicken? That's banned in Europe. It has been banned in Europe since 1977. Okay, so what's the... You say, well, chlorine was. Ew. Now, think about this for a minute. You slaughter the chicken. You're in a, your manufacturing process. You give it a chlorine bath to kill all the bacteria, and then you wash it again with water. That's how they do it. Well, that's not allowed in Europe. Well... Okay, why are they banning that? Why? Probably because they want their own chickens produced in their own countries rather than importing cheaper chickens from us. Probably. Not sure about that. How about apples? Our apples are banned in Europe. Why? Because we use a, a pesticide that is illegal or not used or won't, they refuse to use it. In Europe, the pesticide makes the fruit look the, not turn brown. They don't like that. Isn't that interesting? That was all this. There was like twenty of them. But I only picked the top five. Thanks. Okay, I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Invest Talk program, and also re- completes another Invest Talk week. We appreciate you being here. Please tell your friends and family about us. It's a free podcast. Get free downloads at Google Play. Spotify, iTunes, or InvestTalk.com, our website. And we would love you to rate us on iTunes, if you would. We have lots of topics to choose from. You can choose by topic what you want to listen to. Remember, we do this every day, so they're very, you know, very current. We like to be current. But you can choose by topics, growth stocks, interest rates, Chinese stocks, whatever. Independent thinking, share success. This is talk, everybody. Enjoy your weekend.